Hello and welcome to Ladyfingers. The gayest podcast about the Great British Bake Off within the Research Triangle area. Research Triangle area and beyond. <laughs> Not concerning the Research Triangle area. We're talking about Great Britain. And it's baking off. Yeah. It's baking off down in Great Old Britain. Oh, yes. What was our theme this week? This week was, in fact, Biscuit Week. Biscuits, you know them. You love them. You love them. They're crunchy little guys. Sometimes they're circles. Sometimes they're squares. And sometimes they're Mm -hmm. real big pieces stacked together to make a little house. I think often as Americans, we're like, oh, yeah, a biscuit is just what, like, British people call cookies. Mm-hmm. But like, like a cookie is a very specific kind of thing. The chocolate chip, the oatmeal raisin. The the cookie is an art in and of itself. And I think in 2021, I'm, I'm glad we're finally having the conversation that they're different and they were never synonyms. Thanks to President Biden, we're now in a progressive enough nation where we can actually... Well, I think really more importantly, we need to thank Kamala Harris for that. Truly. Think, yeah, it's, it's them as a duo. We did it, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> so our first challenge for the bakers today well first any like i missed the opening sequence oh my goodness thank you for reminding me we started off with some light vor you know action up top they were giant cookies and paul ate matt and noel and then we just kind of moved on with the rest of the episode i missed vor on bake-off i mean straight out of the textbook Whoa. To all of all of my friends and the moms of my friends and my mom who might be listening to that podcast, don't look up Vor. No. You don't need to know. Just move on with your life. Just move on. You're not going to understand and it's going to make your life worse if you understand what's going on. Yeah. The first challenge our bakers had was to make brandy snaps. My understanding is it's like a sweet sugar brandy batter that cooks yeah. very, very quickly. And it's like a nice little sweet thin cookie the Brits love the, the crunchy little biscuits. What can I say? They're yeah. obsessed with crispy. And because it was a signature, of course, it's not really a brandy snap you would like find in a store because they had to like fill them and dress them yeah. up. And so we got lots of little cones and cups and things. Maggie was really teed up to do well in this one. This is like a fancy, old-timey, classic British mm-hmm. treat. It seemed like very in her wheelhouse and it just wasn't quite it. Giuseppe's looked amazing, and Jurgen's looked really good as well. The thing that stood out to me the most was Roshika's top that she was wearing. Uh, it was like sheer balloony sleeves with like floral embroidery, and I was just like, so good. Yeah. I thought Chiggs's idea for doing an espresso martini brandy snap was very cute. Yeah. And very like very trendy. Very trendy. Are they very trendy in the States? Espresso martinis? It's a very like New York TikTok kind of vibe. Like they're everywhere in Dublin. Just like the drink mm. that people are getting. It's a vodka Red Bull, but for people who are 30 plus or who act and dress like 30 plus. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Right. Yeah. Very true. Very yeah. true. There's this little pub restaurant bar called the Dalky Duck. And I went there with a friend and they asked for an espresso martini. And the waiter was like, oh, we don't do espresso martinis. We do flat white martinis. Oh. Which. Oh, okay. Sounds like even more yuppie than this modified vodka Red Bull you're discussing. 
But it's actually just Kahlua and Irish cream. Kahlua and Bailey's together sounds like a great drink, but maybe I'm not like the target audience for this kind of thing. It is great. It is a great drink. But here's the twist. It's already (sighs) a drink, especially in Ireland, because it's known as a baby Guinness. A baby Guinness. So they have this like tiny little pint glass. It's basically like a shot of Kahlua with a floater of Irish cream. So the Irish cream looks like the foam on a Guinness. Oh my God. I've never actually had one, but they look very cute. But so this this person was like, we only do flat white martinis. And the flat white martini is basically just a baby Guinness. Scandal. Well, anyway, enough about Chiggs. I liked his. I thought it was cute. (laughs) Yeah. And I will say for Chiggs, like, the fashion game was on point. He had some cool shoes on. That man knows how to dress himself. Like, everything fit. He looked really good. Um, He's keeping up with the times. He is a cool uncle. Can you can you paint us a picture of the outfit? Oh, jeez. Okay. Putting me on the spot here. <laughs> I feel like it was I feel like it was pretty simple. I'm evoking an image here. Feel free to call me out in the comments. Um <laughs> It was like a cool like button up of some variety, some jeans, and then I remember the shoes. I think they were like Nike high top, like very colorful, sort of like color blocked, you know, with like sort of the laces hanging off of the top, like just cool people's mm-hmm. shoes, you know. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. He's on yeah. trend. He's he's um putting Freya up, giving her a challenge. Who's the trendiest? Yeah. Let's talk about Freya because the way that she said cappuccino had me going. <laughs> Can you do an impression? Cappuccino, <laughs> and I put some cappuccino in it. I have written down from her when she went hi like that kind of just like the inflection i love i love yeah but yeah a praline cappuccino brandy snap sounds great a lot of a lot of coffee going on over here but Mm -hmm. they look pretty tasty jarzino did a chocolate passion fruit and pineapple brandy snap what did you think about that i think it was a bold choice with bold flavors and i love him for that i'm sad that we won't get more of his because like he's just i can see like him putting fruit like bright tropical fruit in everything and i love that like the pairing they were a little iffy about but prue really liked it it's something we haven't really seen on bake off someone who can like play with fruit flavors that way but it looked bad yeah yeah take a big swing you know try try something a little bit out of the box the strongest bakers this time around seem very traditional like, they're not going really kooky with the flavors. Yeah. So we'll see how it shakes out. Jurgens as well, I was a little scared when he was like, yes, I'm using two whole containers of cinnamon in my creme mm. pat. He made a chai brandy snap and, like, put so much cinnamon. I was like, this is the cinnamon challenge. It's going to be so overwhelming. And then the judges were like, it's perfect. See, that was your first mistake was doubting... Doubting Jurgen and his quote curious scientific mind. It's really true. Like you can tell that the stuff that he's made, he's like done it before, and he has like experimented and practiced. So like that amount of cinnamon like wasn't a mistake. Jurgen is powerful. We've also got to talk about the Battle of the Apple. Christelle and Lizzie both did apple and apple crumble for Christelle and an apple pie. A brandy apple pie for Lizzie. I found it funny that Lizzie was saying fast food apple pie. Do they even eat the apple pies from McDonald's in England? Who can say? 
Yeah, I don't know. I also love that she called it congealed, (laughs) which is a very good way to describe a McDonald's apple pie. And that's exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah, and it's congealed in the best way, which I I appreciate that she clarified that. But (laughs) it's just who she, the kind of person she is, you know, to be like, yeah, "Yeah, it's congealed in a good way. (laughs) She's great, and she has some really fun like accent stuff that gets thrown out there as well. The, the question of whether Lizzie is gay or not continues. Mm-hmm. Um, because on the one side, I feel like she had some moments that was a little bit gay, a little bit in the know. On the other side, she said that she chose not to practice her bake-off and watched Harry Potter instead. That is straight behavior, if I've ever heard it. Really? Really? Harry Potter's for the straights. There's some queer people who love Harry Potter. <laughs> myself included well like you know a a weird like jaded at this point harry potter fan yeah but like okay so you still you still consume harry potter you're you're still you're still big hp fan you'd say i did watch a movie like last winter just for the fun of it i looked one up to watch and i do still dream about going back to universal to do the full um full harry potter world so yes Okay, so maybe maybe I don't have the evidence that I thought that I had. It's it's rough, you know, the Harry Potter thing. Just like JK is not good for the queers, but no. it's like it is like such a specific part of like our childhood. It's probably a little different in the UK as well because for Americans it was definitely like an escapist. Like kids today would be like, "Oh my god, dark academia." Uh, Mm -hmm. but that like harry potter was that for us you know yeah yeah like imagining yourself as like a little english witch well yeah because like so many things about harry potter were foreign to us like i didn't go to boarding school i didn't get on a train i didn't buy a set of uniforms and march off and not see my parents for years and you know obviously not every kid in england did boarding school either but i think it's a little bit more common right maybe it feels a little bit more at home or something see i think christelle's was more like traditionally good and like nice looking maybe um because it had the little crumble topping and everything judges seemed to like it a little better but i think they both did well i love i love an apple anything Mm -hmm. pretty much Mm -hmm. i'm down for apples and then we have to talk about george still bringing the cypriot energy have you ever had mastic before no i found this here from the new york times it says it makes a creamy and very rich ice cream with a haunting slightly sweet flavor the subtle taste of mastic is hard to pinpoint exactly a combination of fennel anise and mint the Mm. taste equivalent of the smell of a pine forest feels very greek cypriot mediterranean Mm -hmm. mythology (laughs) like i feel like you could taste the history of the of the mediterranean in his bake probably yeah this was maggie's challenge and she just really went really traditional and then she messed up some of the like execution I always worry when a baker is comes in and says like I'm just gonna do a classic simple version because yeah. you can yeah. and you can do it well but if you don't do it perfectly then everything else stands out so much more. There's nothing to hide behind. She did black currant though. I do like black currant a lot when I've mm-hmm. had it. Um, and then yeah, Giuseppe did 
Giandria, Giordania. Giandria? No idea. Uh, Gianduya. That's what it is. I like wrote it in cursive, not knowing how it was spelled. And then like from my cursive, didn't know how it was pronounced. But it's Gianduya, which is chocolate hazelnut, which is like very on on par for Giuseppe to like pick just a very Italian flavor. Absolutely. He's really like got this honed sense of like really simple classic flavors. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty impressed by Giuseppe. And his hair is really good. He has really good hair. It's so good. So good. Like salt and pepper ramen noodles. technical this time around is a sandwiched jammy biscuit is this the same thing as a jammy dodger Mm, i don't think so um let's check to be sure oh actually no no. it is it is it is a jammy dodger look at you you know your (laughs) british foods you can just tell from the picture that they are gonna be so fiddly and so hard to make yeah just like the most prissy little cookie imaginable sandwich perfectly and you got to have the sprinkles and the heart and the jam and the it's a, it's a good technical mm-hmm. so there were some tough moments to watch like Roshika's jam she had to redo it and i think that just set her up because we watched her struggle through the whole thing but i think what really like messed her up was that she had to restart that jam and then she was behind on time and then her confidence went and like it's always a surprise when they remake something and it turns out well like because Mm -hmm. they don't give you enough time to do everything twice you know so like you have to make up minutes of work in something that's already like mapped out down to the minute and Roshika seems like a little bit of a restarter she also redid her filling in the first round and like does she have this thing where she's like screw it I'm starting over when maybe she should be pushing through or you and Remy both mentioned like confidence plays such a big role in this and I think in this season especially both Roshika and I would say George just have a lot of trouble with their confidence and it really takes them down a peg with baking I think because they get in their own way you have to be decisive on this show you gotta you gotta power forward you gotta know what you're doing no room for doubt and even if you have doubt you just have to like propel yourself forward with confidence yeah which like i feel like that's the thing that jurgen brings so Mm -hmm. much is that he's so confident seriously that he knows what he's doing and so cool calm and collected it's just amazing his his comment that i loved was when he was like I'm putting on the creme pat atom by atom. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) you're such a scientist. He is. He's just a, my mom called him a nerd and that's appropriate. That's what he is. But I love him. I love him. I do too. I could easily resent him, but I can't. (laughs) Like I feel like someone like him is, is easy to resent, but who's got that level of confidence. Yeah. He does it well. He's just, he's so lovable. Yeah. Just kind of going down the list here, 
as far as like how everybody plays Rashika last place unfortunate mm-hmm. you know she didn't really get a start didn't go that well then it was Christelle then Jarzino then George Chiggs Lizzie Maggot fifth solidly you know middle high yep. middle uh then Amanda then Freya at number three did very well for herself mm-hmm. and then Giuseppe and Jurgen. Crystal must just be kicking herself with that jam. I don't know how it went that wrong, ah. but it was like gummy. Like it looked like gummy candy. It looks like if you took a Pop-Tart and like cut it open and got all the jam out from yeah, a Pop-Tart. Yeah, yeah. And I think she she also restarted hers and it came out bad again. And I was like, I'm sure she went home after that or went back to the place they're staying and was like, Oh my god, I can't believe. Obviously, you're good enough a baker to know how to make jam well. And for some reason, she must have just had a mental block that like, it just wasn't happening. R.I.P. But, um, you know, we love her. And I think she's still still got it in her. Yeah. Do you want to hear a fun food fact? I absolutely want to hear a fun food fact. Well, my fun food fact today is about a very specific Irish food that I think is a Dublin food. The spice bag. I think I've heard of this one before, perhaps from Dairy Girls or something. But I'm going to take a wild guess here. Is it a bag of potatoes that they throw a bunch of spices into and shake it all up real good? Well, yes, it's basically exactly that. Yeah, yeah, yeah amazing yeah it's chips which um americans we would call fries which unlike biscuits and cookies are pretty much they're the exact same thing yeah it's weird because a lot of places here call them fries depending on where you go but oh really like if you go to a burger joint they will call it fries they'll be like burgers and fries but i would say chips are generally a little more like what we would call like home fries Mm-hmm. Wedges, a potato wedge. You know, like not quite the grocery store deli potato wedge, but a but a little chunkier than a shoestring fry. A little meatier. Yeah. You kind of open it up and it's got some of that fluffy potato exactly. on the inside. They're what you wish fries were, I think. Yeah. They're so yeah. much better. Yeah. Anyway, so they take they take chips and put them in a bag. And then there's also usually chicken, like pieces of chicken. Oh. Um, and sometimes like little like bell pepper and onion that they put in there. But then, yeah, it's just in a paper bag. And then they put curry spice and shake it up. And that's your thing. According to this um, internet person, their channel on YouTube is um, Meditations for the Anxious Mind. This person just like makes these wacky videos about Dublin that like pretend to be meditations but they're just weird self-aware jokey videos about Dublin Um, and so he has one about the spice bag and according to him it originated at the Sunflower Takeaway which is in Temple Oak which is in South Dublin I'm 90% sure well you gotta go visit and report back I should I mean the best spice bag as far as I've heard is from uh, Xi'an Street Food. That's where I've heard they have the best spice bag and they have a veggie spice bag that's very good. Sounds tasty. It's it's tasty. It's filling. It's what you want. It, maybe it's time to take over the world. Let's start a new TikTok trend. I want it in America. Um, I'll leave that up to you. <laughs> I did just post a new video. Go, go check out my channel. Anyway, fun food fact. Woo! The spice bag. The spice bag. 
The showstopper this week was an interactive biscuit toy. So a variation of the challenge they've done previous years where they have to make a biscuit sculpture. That's freestanding. Mm -hmm. But they upped their game and it had to have some sort of moving part. Um, Mm. And yeah, reminiscent of a children's toy. I feel like every year Bake Off takes a half step towards the Food Network challenge style of cake making TV show. You know what I mean? Like it's every year it's just a little bit more Cupcake Wars than the year before. Like I feel like there were some instances where bakers got points for just having a creative way to meet the challenge part of the challenge mm-hmm. that their bake wouldn't have ranked as highly if it was just like a biscuit sculpture. Like I feel like George did fairly well, but I think he got some extra m- points because he had a motor that made it go around in circles which like from my perspective it almost seemed like chiggs and giuseppe got away a little bit easy because they made something low to the ground Mm -hmm. with little elements that you could happen to move around on top there were a lot of different avenues you could take it i think the reason george's stood out to me was like you really just have like a biscuit plane hanging from a hanger Mm -hmm. that is metal yeah that he put candy floss on i guess but like you're not going to eat the candy floss off of Mm -hmm. the metal and also clouds don't spin i don't know if you've looked at clouds before but they don't do that yeah true science facts it just felt like a little sloppy to me in concept but the fact that it moved was like enough for the judges and the plane itself honey not not the great artistry. Rashika's was cool. And you could roll the ball down the thing. But all the like elements that like were supposed to spin or like the paddles didn't quite work right. I thought it was very, very, very pretty though. Yes. Um, the other one that like really, really just made me scream internally yes. was Christelle's Vanity. How clever. It was just so out of left field. It, it, I would never have thought of to do that in a million years. It was so yeah. clever. And to do like the isomalt mirror yes. and the little embedded eyeshadow palette. And then to make all of the makeup brushes and things out of poppy seeds to like give some variety and flavor was also very clever. It, it was like the perfect way to get around this whole thing of like gingerbread's the only thing that can stand up, but we don't, but it's just boring to only eat that. Her and Jurgen really, I think, did the best for me because they did creative things that were fun to look at and then also incorporated biscuit elements that weren't yeah. gingerbread. Like you're going to have Truly. the wheels as the, as the fans to his windmill, which was yeah. so nice. To watch Maggie cry, it ripped my heart out. I couldn't handle it. <laughs> I'm tearing up thinking about it. I never I never want her to be sad or doubt herself again. Tragic. It was tragic. Tragic. Yeah, and I'm not sure where the vision has gone this episode. Because, like, the decorations weren't good. It just was, like, altogether bad. The interactive element was she looped a piece of string through... A surfboard and pulled it across the ground. I think that this was a little bit of a, a little bit of the producers maybe tipping the scales. Jarzino, his boat was not great either, but it looked like a boat. But I think they were more comfortable letting him 
go because of how he did last time and maybe because of a bunch of other reasons that are kind of gross to the tv production industry no i do feel like there was a little injustice with his because they i think his signature bake went over better than maggie's even though it didn't look good it tasted good and tasted good enough to like surprise prue a little questionable and i'm 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 sad to see him go really like yeah. i think he has a lot more to show we love the gays we want the gays to stick around we do need to talk about amanda though speaking of people that i was like oh. you have thoughts you have feelings so we had two rocking horses we had freya's and we had Amanda's. Freya did hers full out of gingerbread, decorated it beautifully. It went over very well. You could have stood on top of that thing and it wasn't going to move. Amanda did hers out of short shortbread. As an alternative gay, I understand trying to go against the molds. But sometimes there's a reason why you use certain things. She had to know from the beginning. Everything has to go absolutely perfect for this to stand up and make it to the judging table even. It's so delicate. It can't really be played with. It was quite a tragic picture to see the final product. And it's just these like giant crumbly pieces all stacked together. This is the real thing is like folks like Jurgen and like Christelle added elements to it. Like you could have made a gingerbread rocking horse and then like put a little like brandy snap saddle over it or something like that we also just have to give props to lizzie because i i think hers was my favorite i don't think my favorite overall but like as a concept so she made this little like gingerbread truck and then the judges could paint it like paint the white fondant like i would have loved to have that at a party that's like the perfect thing for like a children's party or something like that it was such a left turn kind of answer to the question i did want to say i was impressed by freya you know i think i discounted her a little bit but girl's got some skills she Mm -hmm. knows what she's doing and i think she's pulled it together pretty nicely all in all all in all (laughs) jarzino our dearly departed lovely lovely man we lost a gay. We lost a gay, but also in this season, we have gained a gay in the... In the pantheon. In the pantheon of gay bakers. And hosts. I mean, Gibbo is just such a gay show. Like, we love to see it. Hey, gay. Hey, Cole. Are you into eating? I am into eating. Wow. (laughs) What are you into eating these days, this week? I feel like I've talked about this very same recipe before on this podcast, but Mm -hmm. I did make a chocolate pie from the the Pioneer Woman's very own recipe. And I did a fun Halloween thing where I cut out a jack-o'-lantern face in wax paper, put it over the top of the chocolate pie, and then I sprinkled sugar powdered sugar on top of that pulled it away had a jack-o'-lantern face on the damn pie very cute i felt pretty smart about that one pro tip do that to your pumpkin pies this halloween i bet it'll look really cool oh yeah good idea what about you any any food in your life any anything tasty well i feel like i'm doing the same thing because i'm pretty sure i said this last year but like today was the first winter squash i've eaten my roommates and I um, made a pumpkin soup. Well, it was it was a butternut squash. Ooh. And then I think it was like some kind of a kabocha squash that they got. It's like smaller 
smaller orange. Kabocha is a Japanese pumpkin. We made it into a soup and we blended it up so it wasn't like sampling the varieties, but I love winter squash and I'm so excited that it's winter squash season. It is, it is such a fall flavor to just like throw a big squash into the oven and like with butter, with thyme, with sage. Sometimes I'll, I'll go a little crazy and I'll do honey and red pepper flakes. Oh, I can see this. I can see this. Do we say Bye. Else? Bye. <laughs> <laughs> we literally so don't remember any of the... We're, we're professionals. We're, we really are. All right. Thanks for listening to another episode of Ladyfingers. Our episode and music this week was edited by Gabriel Coleman and featured music by Tom Howe, Sylvan Esso, Disclosure, and Kim Petras. Our cover art is by the wickedly talented Alessandra Ragusa. You can find Cole on Twitter and TikTok at Cole Stephenson with an S-E-N. And I'm on Twitter at Yay Purple Cheese. Have a great week! <laughs>